I want to finish what I started last week. I had good reasons for not wanting to rush it because to me, this is what I desire for our church as we think in terms of a new year that has come upon us. For those who were not here, we, the text was taken from Acts chapter 9, 26 to 31, 31 being the key verse. And as I said last week, in many, many of the commentaries, that verse alone stands on, on, in the work of uh, those who have written on the book of Acts. And um, I have not copied them, except that I have um, seen the text in a way that they are seeing it, the way in which Jesus is building his church. And if we are to be wise, we will follow what he did and not try to be um, um, smart or smarter than, than he is. We looked at the fact that the church is an alliance. It is a singular as well as a plural. It stands in one place and it stands in many places, but one church, not many churches. And sometimes uh, there is a, a tragedy that we see the church denominationally and not to see it as a spiritual family that God has brought together. That the church is made up of people who have been born again. And, and when I say born again, I don't mean that they just put out, turn a new leaf. We shall see in a minute that when we are born again, God does something inside of us to change us and give us an appetite for that which we did not have an appetite for before. And so because I want to be able to finish this morning, I won't say much more, but you will hear about this text later on. Then we get, got to the second part of the message, the atmosphere in the church. What is it like when you come to church? What do the people who regularly worship God here, what do they give to people who visit? When they, when they see you come in, when they see you sit down, when, uh, when, when, when they look at you as you sing, uh, what happens to them? What is the atmosphere? Um, again, um, uh, several years ago, uh, Lois and I visited one of our favorite cities, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and um, we went to church one Sunday morning, uh, a Baptist church in, in uh, Vancouver, and this was years ago, but we still remember the atmosphere in that church. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience to see young and old, middle-aged, singing together and participating in the worship. And uh, it, it was just a wonderful time. It still it is, has been etched in our minds. The church, the atmosphere in the church was a church, a peace, a, a time of harmony, peace. External peace, personal peace, internal peace, peace that God gives, peace that passes understanding. And then we got to the place of progress. They were edified. And this word edified means to be built up, to be growing, to be maturing, to come to the place where you are experiencing a time of, of transition in your life where you're moving from where you were to what you are becoming. To edify means to be built up. They were becoming strong in their faith. They were able to, able to articulate their faith. 
They were not ashamed to proclaim that Jesus Christ was Lord. They were, they were becoming a spiritual entity being built up by God for the purpose of expressing a divine life when we come together. This is what the scripture says. There is a sense of eagerness. There is a sense of passion. There is a sense in which we, we believe that the Spirit of God is leading in our lives so that when we come together, we come to harmonize with those whose lives are controlled and directed by God's Spirit. This was a church that we should copy. And now we come to the third. There was a sense of purity. Purity. They were walking in the fear of the Lord. The idea of fear is not to be intimidated. The fear here is reverence. The high esteem of God where they were walking with an awareness and a desire to please him in all that they did. They didn't want to do anything that would dishonor God. The pastor, the preacher, put away any deceitful secret sin by which he might be living. Any mishandling of God's word, he puts away. He renounces all hidden, hidden abuse of God's word, grieving of God's spirit. To walk in the fear of the Lord is to keep from dishonoring God. This morning, as Lois and I were on our way, we were listening to a service from Chicago. And the pastor was speaking from Romans chapter 2. And this is what he said in Romans chapter 2. The name of the Lord is being blasphemed because of you. Outsiders were saying of the church, God's name is being abused because of you. And the way in which we behave when we come together can cause the name of God to be blasphemed. Not only by men, but by angels. Ephesians 3.10 says that when the people of God come together, they are speaking to an unseen audience, the angels of the Lord. And if I may use again the words of J. Vernon McGee, that verse says that when we come together, we become like a spiritual university by which, from which angels learn. I obey what he commands in my private world because I realize that God has not called us for the purpose of impurity. He has called us for the purpose of holiness. That word is a frightening word, is it not? <coughs> holiness. It sounds like people who don't have any fun. It sounds like people who are so serious that they can't laugh. It sounds like a word 
that just keeps you in harness so that anything you do, you make sure that you're doing it because you don't want God, the cosmic policeman, to zap you. That's not what holiness is, friends. Holiness is purity of life and motive, morals and motive before God, pleasing to God as Jesus did, pleasing his Father in everything that he did. Now we come to our word for this morning. Presence. Presence. Listen to what was going on in the church in verse 31. They were being comforted. They were, they were walking along, not only in the fear of God, but in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's presence was there by which they were able. The word comfort is, is not like you hold someone and pat them on the head. The word comfort means to call to one side to give direction. The Holy Spirit's presence is there, calling all whom God had called out of the world so that he might give direction to them. In the early church, it, it, it was said when they were making decisions, it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. His presence was there. So there are many ways that, that, that we deal with this. Personal pres comfort means personal presence of someone who can impact or illuminate. That's why we were singing that song just now. Holy Spirit, breath of God, come. We want your presence in this place. Because when we come together with God's presence, my friends, this is what one writer said. I love this. Sally Morgan Thaler said this. Worship. To worship offers a potentially unique experience for unbelievers. By worship, I mean a vital expression of people loving God through songs and hymns and prayers and preaching that inspires and fellowship that is enjoyed. Skeptics can thereby witness existential, existential as well as intellectual persuasion when people gather. They can sense the powerful presence of God. I have heard of skeptical agnostics entering into a worship service and for no explicable reason, finding themselves weeping as they sense God's presence. Worship bypassed their, nor their normal, rational skepticism. God communicating himself through his people. The worshiping of believers is God communicating himself through the church. The same dynamic is present when the gospel is preached. A group meeting in which the Holy Spirit moves and works and gives people a taste of another reality. I like what C.S. Lewis said 
If all that you have tried does not satisfy you, it may be that you were made for another reality. The church offers, my friends, an opportunity. Like I said, and I, I, I don't know why I said it, but it was true. As we were singing, holy, 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 I was transported to another reality. I was somewhere else. I was somewhere where, where politics do not enter. I was, was somewhere where, where impurity does not enter. I was where angels were. Because that's where faith takes me. Faith allows me to see the unseen. Faith allows me to pursue the incomprehensible. The presence of the Holy Spirit is essential if we are to be a biblical church. Psalm 93 verse 5 says, Holiness adorns the house of God. John 14 gives us a promise. Jesus said this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. This church was experiencing the comfort of the Holy Spirit. But the word comfort, my friends, needs to give direction. It means to preserve. It means to be able to sense the reality, the authenticity of what is being said, the authority of God. Just as Jesus in the days of his flesh walked with his disciples, talked with them, prayed with them, the Holy Spirit as our comforter, another comforter, comes to do precisely what Jesus was doing on earth. He gave his disciples direction. He rebuked the disciples. He corrected the disciples. He instructed the disciples. He communed with the disciples. The Holy Spirit has come to do precisely the same thing. But please, please let me be clear on this. The Holy Spirit's presence is not for the pastor or any individual in the church to do their thing. The presence of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when that happens, my friends, we have a biblical church. Uh, let, let me take a moment. You don't need to turn there um, if you don't want to. But in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul is coming to the end of chapter 2 of Ephesians. And he said this, verse 10. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints all over in every location we are fellow citizens with the saints, the saints that are meeting at First Nazarene, at First Assemblies of God, at New Hope Church, at Turning Point. If saints are meeting there, we are with them. They are with us. Because there's only one church. You are no longer strangers. We didn't mention the fact that in your bulletin you got a, 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 an insert about the community service next Sunday night at the... Um, at the River Center, and, and they will be serving the communion. And, and I have been invited to be one of the servers because there's only one church. And, 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 you know, one of the things, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I feel I need to say it. I noticed that a number of churches are changing their names 
from the name church to something that describes themselves to the world. That's a dangerous thing, friend. Because the church is not here to attract the world. The church is here to witness of God to the world, not to attract it. And, and we have different names now. Um, okay, I'll leave it alone. Uh, listen, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Paul is not talking about the church. Where um, saints and we are God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building, in whom Christ, being fitted together, is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Holy Spirit. Friends, when the Holy Spirit is present, things happen that no human being can interpret. They cannot do it themselves. When the Holy Spirit breaks down animosity between people, when he exposes our pride, when he exposes our secret sins, no human being can do that. We protect ourselves. The Holy Spirit exposes us so that we can come for the cleansing power through the sprinkling of Christ's blood. And as we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us. And we're not relating to our faults. We are relating to our relationship. The relationship that breaks down all barriers. Presence. Much more can be said, but let me get to the last one. Pros are progressing. Progressing. Not the same as process. A process is where we are making headway into our Christian life. We're growing. But in, in this, this is what's happening, that God now is doing something beyond the borders of the building. Look at, look at what it says. And going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Spirit, it multiplied. I, 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 I'm excited about this. You know Why? Because, my friends, the church, the Bible doesn't say we have to have a special program to try to reach the, 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 the lost. Let's have a wing ding. Do they still say that? <laughs> uh, let, let, let's, let's, let's have something that can really attract. One night I, I was watching a, a religious program, and this man was talking about... Uh, the intimacy of husband and wife on a religious program. And so he had a bed with silk sheets on the program. And I thought, isn't it interesting? The early church used to, used to look to the Holy Spirit to bring conviction. We bring visual aid now. Jesus said, I'm going to send the Spirit. And when he comes, when you walk in peace, when you progress in your Christian life, when you walk in purity, when you experience the presence of the Holy Spirit who directs you, 
God will multiply the church. You know, I, most of you in here are more brilliant than I am, if not all of you. And, and, and you know, I, I had a simple illustration. If you add five plus five, you get ten. Don't need to be a genius for that one. But if you multiply five by five, you get 25. What am I saying? But friends, when God grows the church, you can't keep up. And I'm not talking about a big church. Because I've already said to them, if God fills this place at any point in my ministry here, and, and, and we need to, to, to have two services, that's as far as I will go. If people begin to come here from Sweet Home, we see if we can help, help Sweet Home to grow. Sweet Home to grow. And, and the other place, I don't know, the other place I keep forgetting the name because my wife wants us to move there and I don't want to even remember the name of the place. <laughs> Dear friends, what I want you to see is that in order for the church, for God to grow his church, we've got to take care of business inside the church. I have books and books and books. I had to study them in graduate school. I have one on my desk, Growing God's Church. And I, uh, the people I meet with on Wednesday for prayer and direction, uh, I show them the title of that book, and the first thing they said, oh, I thought it was God who grew the church. <laughs> Instead of we doing it. I have no desire to write a book because everybody who goes over 100 people think they have the right to write a book to say how they did it. My friends, I borrow the words of Dr. Warren Worsby. When God is doing it, you don't understand it. When God, we don't, we're not told how God multiplied the church. We're only told that the church, the proof was that God was multiplying the church. Not simply increasing the number. Because if you have 100 people, you go to 101, that's an increase of one. But when the Holy Spirit is doing it, friends, he will direct us as to how to deal with it, how to respond. And, and you know, let, let, let me suggest to you again that when the church begins to grow as God causes it to grow. When our lives meet with God's pleasure and he can trust us with more people, those people will not come here to be like us. They will come here to be like Jesus. He's the head of the church. He's the one who administers everything to the church. And I want to make sure that everything we do can be found in the pages, if not in the principle of the Old Testament, in the prescription of the New Testament. Because this is not a holy club for people who want to be together. This is a place where worship of God is a matter of a daily as well as a weekly occurrence. Worship also entails a deep experience of community. 
the quality of the Christian corporate life, the caring that is shown, the needs that are prayed for, the smiles of the embrace or the handshakes passed along, all provide potential links in the evangelistic process of a service. Such actions, tangible, conveys God's invitation to open our lives to the love he has poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So the quality of life in the Christian community does more than reassure Christians of what they believe. It persuades the person whom the Christian seeks to bring to faith that Jesus Christ is real. That he's real. A number of things are happening in the Church of Jesus Christ today or the professed Church of Christ. One young man walked into a service and he heard things that he had never, never before heard. And at the end of the service, he went to the minister and he said, man, where did you get that stuff from? And he said, that stuff is what you hear when you come in to the house of God and he speaks. And if you want to hear it again, I invite you to return next week. My friends, the church of Jesus Christ is the only unique sense of hope for a divided country, a lost world. God has called us out of the world to remain in the world as his church in which through us he communicates his life. Let's pray. Lord, we want to put these things into practice. Help us not so much to, to come to conclusions that some of these things we're doing, but let us examine our hearts to see if we're doing them God's way. Give us a keen sense, Lord, of the uniqueness of the, that entity we call the church. May the visible church be an expression of the invisible church. May the presence of the Holy Spirit be such that when we come together, he invites us to come near to him and we invite him to come near to us. And let us see how God is going to multiply his church not by our doings per se, but by our obedience to him. So Lord, we take the next few moments to think on what we have heard. <clears throat> Am I in harmony with my brother, with my sister? Am I in harmony with the church? Am I progressing in my Christian life? Am I being built up? Am I walking in purity? 
Is the presence of the Holy Spirit real in my life and in the lives of those who come to worship? Help us to respond to him. Our Father, help us to do business with you not only in private, but in public. That if someone in this place this morning asks Christ into his or her life, we will know it. And for those who have already done so, there will be the building up that this morning God challenged them to let him have his way in their lives. And we pray that all and in all, as we leave this place this morning, our prayer is in the song we are about to sing, in our church, Lord, be glorified. In our homes, Lord, be glorified. In our school, in our work, be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>